Welcome to Two Men on the Run. John Joe, I, I, I can see you there uh, in the studio waving your hands. What, what, what do you want to say? Come on. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hell, baby, yeah. Listen, I want a big shout out for George Hanan. George Hanan, you've been listening to the show. I work with you. I don't know if I'm envious of you, young man, but at such a young age, such maturity. You're away there sailing the seven seas. Um, you're into your fitness. You, I've got a lot of respect for you, sir. And I'm giving you a thumbs up, and it's a big shout-out from two men on the run. And, and I've got a second here, a second. This gentleman, Mr. Mark Beach, he almost cycled over the top of me. He, he, <laughs> he'd bought a new bike, I, I, I'm sure. He was on the pavement. Um, it was if we were little boys again, you know, on the pavement, I turned around, I, I was as a bin man, you know, I was collecting rubbish, as you do, and lo and behold, this figure out in the dark, he comes right over, almost goes over the top of me, and he's got a, a show, he's got a community, he's on the commu- Warrington Community Radio on a Saturday between 12 and 2 o'clock, and uh, not every, I think it's every other week, I'm not sure, I tried to tune in, beachy, but... Um, the technology just didn't work, so please help me with that. So all the best, sir. And um, yeah, let's move on eh, with the show. Let's move on. So yeah, um, obviously we we we, uh, we had a little week off last week, so let some athletics news come up and let the the world turn a little bit. So we had plenty to to talk about. But um, well, let's let's just catch up on how training's been going. I, I haven't I haven't ran with you this week because I've been I've been starting my marathon program. But what have you been up to? Well, I heard Captain Tom died. Is that how he died this week? He, he did, he did. Now, j- just on the question of free speech, really, I mean, listen, I don't know Captain Tom. And he'd sadly died, you know. I don't know him, though. I don't know him. Um, I, I saw someone, it was in, funny for me, really. It had nothing to do with my training. I just ignore Matthew. I go, someone make a joke about his, his, it's a terrible joke, you know, it was, um, this Zimmer for, for sale. Did you see that? Yeah, it's for sale. It's only done 100 laps. And if anyone wants it, you know, shocking, shocking. But, but at the same time, I think what's more shocking for me is the way people get so upset and then they try and play this this figure of um, virtue and, and whatnot. For me, anything goes, in comedy at least, anything goes to, uh, you know, Irish citizen with my passport and everything, you know, you could call the Irish, you could call the, the English, you can do anything you want, as long as we, we sort of freedom of speech, so important. And um, yeah, that just sort of, for me, just sort of got, got me sort of not, you know, thinking about freedom of speech, basically, that's all. And, and we're here talking on a, on a, on a programme, and I think anything goes... You know, and if, if you're not happy, then you don't listen. That's that's okay. That's okay. Um, we don't need to get feisty and 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 really angry and upset. And oh, I'm never going to talk to that person again because really, you know, if you disagree with someone, then you get up there on the platform, you share that platform with that person, um, and you you if if their arguments don't hold sway, then they, they they then everyone can see that. And if you, it's like the man. Remember the remember the guy with the hook. He. Um, not Captain Hook. I was going to say. The, uh, <laughs> what 
He's, he, he was uh, in London. He was a hate preacher. He was in London. Right. Yeah, I remember him. No. Um, I'm a good bit younger than you, don't forget. Uh, well, you know a lot of stuff. <laughs> you, know, you know a lot of stuff. A lot, lot more than me, actually. Anyway, someone, someone's, out, someone's training me. Someone's a, a, a vet this year, aren't they? Yeah, but I'm a veteran. Um, when I turned 35, you know, I don't believe for one <laughs> second that at 35, I should be even classed as a veteran. I think that's ridiculous. Totally past it. Ridiculous. <laughs> You've got to be 40 at least. 40 at least. That's the way it used to be. It used it? to be. It used to be 40, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but you, you, you said that used to be and then you roll your eyes. You know, yeah, but that's... No, most, most most do agree that 40 yeah. should really be the, the, the start of the veteran. Yeah, I mean, yeah. there's even some great athletes that are still at 40 are competing at the, you know, the... At the normal senior sort of yeah. level, and, and I mean, what's going on with these triathlons? I mean, you're 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 a you're a veteran in your in your teenage years. I mean, what's, what's all that? <laughs> well, about? no, it's, I think it's just they. Uh, it's not the veteran. It's just that they have age categories all the way through. Oh, yeah. um, so there's like there's the like I think there's the professional sort of level where you can be. We need Richard Seville on to to, Richard to tell Seville, us this. Yeah, uh, yeah, you know, don't, there's a shout out there for don't Richard. Think he's talking to me. Uh, no, probably not. It's <laughs> another person on your list, isn't it? Um, <laughs> but um, you know, yeah, they, they have. I think they have different age categories all the way through, sort of thing. And then obviously, uh, for, you know, to represent your country and things, uh, an age category. And then there's the there's obviously the professional level of it as well. Um, so you know, the likes of the Brownleys and stuff like that on the on the, prof- the professional side of things. Basically, a ploy to get more people involved, really. Um, possibly. I mean, it depends if they're the same as like the British Masters. You know, in athletics, mm. where you have to buy your kit and pay your way to travel. I mean, if that's the same for 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 those, which I think it is actually, because I think uh, uh, Rachel and Kelly, which we'll, we'll hopefully have on the, oh, on the yeah, show we'll soon, if yeah. um, if the the lockdown gets lifted and things, and uh, they come on, um, I think they've had to buy the. The triathlon right, yeah. kit because I know they're both representing right, okay. Um, okay. in the in their respective age categories. Right. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And and what the ploy is to get them to buy kits? I don't know. That's why. Who knows? <laughs> that is a terrible insult. Though. They they won't want to come on this show. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll just say it, well, triathlete, you, know, you have to buy the kit. Don't you say, well, you have to do it in British athletics in the, in the, at the masters age group. They make you buy. You can you can go to the world champs, British masters champs. You you have to but you have to buy the kit sort of thing mm. to go. It's you know. Um, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, let's be honest. You know, we've got to, you have to qualify as well, but you know. with a clear 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 eye, which I've never had by the way. <laughs> um, you look at it and you say, well, obviously they're attacking like sort of a market in a way. The triathlon, you know, they want to bring as more much sort of people participating, people involved as possible. Because yes, it does sell kits. Um, it, it gives more sort of sources of revenue to the whole thing, you know. And, and I suppose it's competition and, and all these sports have uh, perhaps that in mind that they've got to stay like on the television, for yeah, example. Well, they, whatever, they do, yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of stuff. You know, we, even the you know the Olympic Games mm. gets ployed a lot around and pulled a lot uh, around the schedule of it on the TV schedule. Um, and a lot of it is by what TV schedule fits uh, America and things like that, to be fair, who has the biggest pull on it. Um, you know, certain races will be put at certain times because that will then hit the, the, the biggest audience out in the US and stuff on, on the t- television. And To hell with those Americans. Show. To yeah. hell with them. To hell with those Americans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We should have everything suited towards the Russians, really, shouldn't we? You know? <laughs> well, I, I don't even know if they're in this year's they, uh, ah, well, this year's Olympics. That's where it's all gone wrong. <laughs> anyway, you asked me about my training. Yeah, training. Come on. And um, I'll get, I'll get there. Today, I ran to the, to the from my doorstep from where I live, 
approximately five, five miles to the highest point in Merseyside. Any ideas where that is? The, uh, the box at Billinge. That's the one, the box at Billinge. For those listening in faraway places such as India, if you come to the box <laughs> in Merseyside on a Sunday, you may well see me there, passing by. I'll give you a wave. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's good to laugh. You know, this is the thing, people. You lose your sense of humour, you've lost everything. That's what I'm worried about. I'm worried about people losing their sense of humour and throwing rocks at me. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, in other news, in regarding my training, because you did ask, I'm not going to ask about yours. I'm not bothered. But uh, <laughs> Tuesday, I went out Mossbank Hill, which is oh, from where I live. It's, it must be the steepest road around uh, around here. You know, unless you go further with Shelley Brow, maybe you know that would be steeper again. Um, but in terms of that chunky, juicy bit that's on Mossbank yeah. Hill Road, um, then that really is a test. I think it's a great place, but. Um, to train and, and to make that effort going up and down. It takes it out of you though. And what I found after Tuesday's session with the job that I'm doing, which is quite a physical job now, um, I found a, a fatigue set in. Are you laughing again, Matthew? <laughs> I found this fatigue set in. What are you laughing at, Matthew? I, I was just... I was just, just happy. Just, just, just happy. Yeah, just happy. Just happy. Just happy. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it, it, it sort of... I went to bed. I remember going to bed at 11 o'clock. I'm up at 6. It's a, and And... And the food thing, it's a problem, you know, when you're training so late. I don't know if anyone has any answers. Please write into the show. It's made to run. What is it? Uh, the email. Run at made to run. Run, run at made to run. Dot. Uh, UK. That's not the one. That's not an email address. Is yes, it? it is. Yeah. Oh, is it? Yeah. 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 Dot UK. Yeah, there you go. That's a website, isn't it? Yeah, not with the app, but in. it makes it an email. Oh, we need so the app. Run yeah. at. Yeah, run. Yeah. 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 Anyway. Um, so I, I found that the fatigue sort of and anyway the Thursday session didn't happen in my mind it was a weakness on my part but it was a, a sense that I was starting to sort of come down with something COVID maybe I don't know um, but we'd never never tell anybody that you know otherwise you wouldn't be allowed to work would you you know <laughs> so anyway I found myself at that point where, you know, have you, ever, you know that point where you, you feel like, well, it's not about the throat and the sinuses and stuff, but you, your body is, is overwhelmed and you just need a break. And just running again on the Thursday, it wasn't worth the risk. It could have meant a setback of a week's training. So you step back and you make the right decision. Um, I missed Thursday session. I did Saturdays. What about you? What about you? So uh, I'm on week one of my... Um Marathon project, uh, sort of training program. Um, Ninety-three miles I've done this week. Um, so le- legs, legs feeling quite tired uh, today. Uh, it was an easy five miler. Uh, was all I did today. My long run yesterday, uh, being twenty miles um, with with efforts um, from miles uh, eleven all the way to eighteen. As, a, as your training partner, I'm not impressed. You know, having to do my long run on my own on, on a Sunday. Own. He's switched to a Saturday now. What's, yeah, what, what's yeah. next? You, know? you have to you have to uh, get on that cuckoo's group and, and get someone else out with you. Everyone else is still Sunday. Yeah, but they're too slow, though, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> apart from Richard, apart Tom, from Richard. Tom Chadwick could leave you behind. Tom, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. He, had, he had a good run today, actually. I saw his Strava. It looked uh, good, it? good pace yeah. on there, Tom. Six, I think he did 6.25 for 22 mile, I think Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't, sure, I don't I, think you'd handle that, to be fair. Maybe not, maybe not. I, 6.25, I don't know. That's not that fast, is it, really? For, 20, but, uh, for 22 miles, that's the thing. You can handle it for about eight, but I think, I think yeah, it's struggle. No, maybe, maybe, yeah. <laughs> but, but what I will profess is that when the races do come back, what you're going to see from me, you're going to see, like, I'm all ready for, you know, but... You're going to see me basically put the shoe to the floor. You know, like that's the accelerator yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, in St. Helens language. Um, it's any, the accelerator. It's anything, isn't it? And I'm just going to gently push on that, that accelerator and I'm going to lift off, you know. I look forward to seeing it, John. <laughs> I look forward to uh, <laughs> see, seeing the, uh, the, the the words come, come well, to the, reality. Well, the, 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 the trail races you see, all that kind of thing, Round here, you know, they can't let me with it. Those kind of races are made for me, you know. The mountain goats, they call me, you know. Does <laughs> <laughs> yeah. any fell runners listening, please, oh, well, please come and take yeah. it to him on these trails. No, no, back. no. Fell, ra- fell runners, <laughs> just stay in the fells, yeah. Stay in the fells. At least when I'm racing, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's all about discipline, focus. I've been mean, looking this week, really. What makes a person let's say, successful. And then, of course, what is the definition of success? Because a lot of people have a definition which I wouldn't particularly um, agree with. You know, I wouldn't say that to become a multimillionaire means that you're a success. Not, no, no. You could base it more on happiness. Now, that would be something really that I would perhaps be more in line with. But definitely, uh, for me, if you want to be good at anything, it's focus 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 and how do you hold on to that kind of focus in anything whether you're a cartoonist whether you're a musician you're running whatever you're doing it's to limit those periods where you you turn like on a 50 pence sort of piece angle and you move away from your target and you move away in such a way and you've lost that focus really and all these like social mediums all that shit that's out there really it's all a distraction. It's all a turn. And you just don't see it. But it's not just the minutes that you lost. It's the focus. And more and more I see people who are certainly very good at what they do. They might not be happy though. This, this is another thing you see as well. But that focus and the discipline. And perhaps if you write things, with the running, you write things down. You have a set agenda like Matthew has his 12 weeks program. He's got his race built into it. Very well organized and he knows what he has to do and the only thing that's going to stop him stop you sir from a session is if you really can't do it um like this week physio i think something what you couldn't run or something uh, yeah the, the, well yeah so i've got this injury still i'm still carrying this this um post to be tendon uh, injury um so i went to the physio on uh, thursday morning uh or thursday afternoon and yeah they they sort of suggested um i could still run it Obviously, I've got 93 miles in this week, but they wanted me to stick to the, the treadmill as much as I could just because it controlled the uh, the angle of the foot a bit better. It allowed it for a flat, smoother surface, uh, whereas obviously running outside, camber of the roads and such just can put a bit more pressure on. 
I did my 20 miler um, out on the roads because I, I would have gone absolutely out of my, my mind running that on the, on the treadmill. But, um, you know, the rest of the runs I've done this week has all been pretty much treadmill stuff. Um, and I'll continue to do quite a lot of treadmill stuff uh, until this ankle's, uh, you know, properly sort of healed up and things. It's definitely yeah. definitely on the mend. Um, it didn't bother me as much on my 20 miler, to be fair, as I expected it to. Um, I would, you know, I was always concerned that I might have to pull the plug on the session. I mean, my mum was out there uh, with a, a little water station. Really? She set up a water station so I could practice taking a cup or a bottle off the table as a run, like I'm going to have to do in the marathon and stuff like that. Um, and I could practice sort of doing that and try and get. You being serious? She yeah, was yeah. At, she was out there. She, she was drove out there. And she, she, so she met me at. I did it on the Rainford bypass. I just kept going backwards and forwards on Rainford yeah. bypass. It was very boring. But um, she met me. At um, towards Ormskirk roundabout, uh, yeah. you know, to the motorway roundabout there, uh, with a little table and uh, water on there. Yeah. I got if, back from if, her. If the COVID police are listening, is that an essential um, duty on her part to be to become it is, it is. A water I, 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 as, as, as an elite athlete, <laughs> elite athlete status? She was uh, oh, helping was me out there, so. so yeah. um, oh, yeah. So yeah. we did. We uh, she did that, and then she got in a car, drove back up to Windle. And she set it up there at Windle uh, right. for Essential me. travelling. Again, Absolutely. again, yeah, back Absolutely. and forward. And, um, <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then again, sent herself back to, to Ormskirk uh, roundabout for yeah. me for, so I could practice doing that. And we'll, we'll probably keep doing that, to be fair, um, on, my, on my long runs to keep practising, getting that, that water station practice. Well well done to Mama, Mama Burr or Mama Crayon. Crayon, Crayon. The, um, yeah. God, it's interesting, isn't it? I mean... This whole lockdown, really, I mean, what is what is being locked down? I mean, people are still working. You see vast amounts of traffic. And within the w- working framework, people, you know, some people are particular about rules, but a lot of people are uh, socialising within the work working platform. Then you've got, of course, the retail shops that are open. People are shopping, you know, they're at close quarters. The only thing, really, that's been relegated is... is socializing to some extent although it still goes on we know it still goes on but it's been relegated as a sort of a thing that it's not important but i think for me the cure is worse than the disease believe it or not remember that people the cure is worse than the disease because that social interaction for some people especially if you're um, getting on and you're in your 90s whatever that is so important so important and anyway I don't want to go back into that kind of discussion but really uh, sorry go on no I was going to say you know just spinning off that I suppose without getting too much into it you've got uh, we saw some athletics back on on the TV um, this last week or so and there's plenty of sort of uh, races going on but they're all elite races so you know uh, there was a world record uh, British um, female runner under 20s uh, Keely Hodgkinson uh, broke the women's 800 meter uh, under 20 world record I did not um, know I did over, not in, know. over yeah. in Europe and yeah. um, over in America um, shot putter Ryan Krauser broke the indoor shot put world record right, at 20, yeah, yeah. 22 28 I want to say right, yeah. um, you know so there was some big some, some big athletics events yeah. going on but it's all elite level and you do wonder like you know the, the likes of you, me, and, and, and yourself that are sort of that that sub elite sort of level. I'd say mm. we're at. You know, we're sort of we're pushing pushing the boundaries of trying to get there. I know you want to you want to qualify and, and run for Ireland as your goals. Obviously, I'm trying to get an England vest and things like that. And you know, we're, we're sort of. But there's no there's nothing. I'm hoping this marathon goes ahead for me at the end of April. But there's there's nothing else really on the 
on the cards and to be you, fair I would feeling, say you're feeling it's, it's an unfair setup. It's a, there's a, yeah I think there's you know there's yeah. a, there's a worry of like well how do we get back to having those races for mm. everyone not just because the, you know it's great that the elites get to race but how does someone like you or me get ourselves to the elite level where we could race when there's no race and opportunities mm. for us to to mm. go out and race you know what I mean like yeah. it's there's, there's a challenge there in, within itself sort of thing and yeah. you know that does come down to this all you know this sort of that social side of things and the lockdown things and you know stopping people from from mm. getting together and doing stuff and you, yeah you do sort of you know, I mean, it's a, it's a selfish thing to think about in, in with everything else that's going on in the world. But you know, we, so. we both tra- we both so. train hard, and it's something that, that you know it does matter to us, and 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 we care about it. So it is something that's uh, you know yeah. we, we think about and stuff like that. But on on the other side of the coin, um, looking back on the past year or so, could, there is a strong argument to say this is actually the biggest blessing that humanity has had because. It's made them all stop in the tracks and just think about bigger things than maybe they'd ever think about. Um, well, their own mortality for a start, but just that not to take things for granted and, and to stop people in their track. It's been horrific for, I think, some older people, actually. Horrific. I mean, people in care homes who haven't been allowed to see their family. I mean, I think that's shocking. Um don't get me wrong, and it's 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 meant that they've actually sadly passed on because of what's happened as well. You know, so, but um, there is another side to every coin, really, uh, evil and good. You know, it's it's a coin which has two sides, and, and from one you, you sort of represent or you see the other. Um, interesting, interesting. We we could really do with it some kind of philosopher coming on here, someone who's you know, qualified to, to discuss some of these these ideas. Yeah. You don't know any, do you, Matthew? I don't, no. Mm. I, I, I'm sure you've got you've got some uh, philosophy contacts, though, haven't you? I know you used to have a, a WhatsApp group, a, a philosophy group. Oh, that uh, went down the path. That was a silly idea, wasn't it? <laughs> no, it didn't work at all. Um, um, WhatsApp doesn't, you know, it's a huge waste of time. It really is. Again, <laughs> it's, just, it's another one. This is the thing, you know, you've got your phone pinging away. And you're focused on something, could be anything really, music or whatever. And you've got this thing that's redirecting your attention. Eventually, you know, it, it could be very addictive. Last week, a young gentleman who I call Gillian, but his name is not Gillian. Nice chap. Callum, actually. And um, <laughs> he, uh, what are you laughing at? Well, I presumed you were using the Gillian bit to, you know, conceal his identity or no. something. For, for, you know, his, you know <laughs> thingy purposes. <laughs> no, uh, no need to conceal his identity. Lovely young chap, and um, as soon as he met me, he, he said some wonderful, really nice things. Actually, and you know, you could be this. You could, oh, I said, well, we could all, we could all be these things, you know. And then he said, well, you want to get? I said, well, we've got, we've got a show here you can listen to. So I recommended the show, Two Men on the Run, and. Um, he was um, overwhelmed with joy. I don't mean to put uh, feelings and thoughts in, into Callum's, um, <laughs> but I'm sure he was. And um, he said, you need to get on to Twitch. Uh, Twitch, he said. And I thought, well, I don't know. I've got a bit of a nervous Twitch, maybe. I don't know what this Twitch you're talking about is, really. So I downloaded the app. He said, you could record your your um, episode and you could be live on Twitch. You get viewers and, and listeners, and they'll be sending you money and all sorts. I thought, well, let's have a look at this Twitch, eh? 
Why not? Why not? Why not give it a shout, eh? With the modern people. So I got onto Twitch, and there, lo and behold, the biggest set of boobs I've ever seen in my life stirring up the screen. <laughs> and I must say, I was, <laughs> I was very intrigued indeed. And uh, I've still got the app on my phone. And whenever I go on there, you know, to have a look, it says, it says to me now, things we think you'd be interested in. And lo and behold, all these people with very large breasts are aiming them at the camera, at me. So you click on them. What you do, you click on them. And these are live people, individual, you know. I know you're laughing there, you know, back at home. But this is true. This is what I saw. Are you sure you're on Twitch and not something else, John <laughs> No, I was definitely on Twitch. And uh, so, well, if I'm going to listen to someone... Then I might as well listen to someone with very large breasts, you know, pointing. I, I, I think if we go on Twitch, our show would become a very different show from the sounds of it. <laughs> well, they don't. I all... much, much prefer to keep my kit on while we're doing these recordings. <laughs> well, anyway, anyway, let me cut this this tale short because um, I clicked on a few of them, you know. And it's another addiction, it's another distraction. You know, I'm, I'm trying on the bloody guitar and the next thing I've got these boobs staring at me and, and I can't get away from them, you know, because, you know, you know what it's like being a man, let's be honest. You know, it's, 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 why do they, they wouldn't do that for no reason, would they? You know, it's obvious. There is some, some attraction. It, it may be silly, you know, but it's, it's there. So I'm looking at these boobs on the screen and I, I, I click on it and I've got a bad connection, you know, I'm thinking, come on, come on, work, what's, what's happening here, you know. And uh, next thing, it's rather, well, a few of them, you know, in different different rooms, you know, I, I didn't just see the one. And um, rather de- delightful painted young ladies with, with boobs and, and, and um, talking, but they're not talking about anything. They were just sort of, they look good and, and, and there were people making lots of comments, you know, uh, comments about um, how beautiful they were. And they were saying, oh, yes, thank you very much. Thank you very much. And I thought, God, yeah. And then, of course, you step back and you say, that's a bit sad, isn't it? Of course it's sad. It's sad. It's sad that they're doing it. But you can see there are thousands of people watching. It says on the corner, there's, oh, there's so many thousand watching this. Oh, there's only a couple of hundred watching this one. Well, I, I did think to myself, well, how am I, myself and Matthew going to fit in with, with all, all this, this rabble, you know? And, and how are we going to get thousands of viewers who are watching this luscious young lady to come and you know listen to our show but then i thought well actually people do want a, a bit more substance don't they i mean my attention is very short and i very quickly uh, pull myself away from the screen um but i, I must I thank gillian for um introducing me to twitch it's nice to know what's going on of course there were lots of as you, you thought Twitch, because I've mentioned this to Matthew, and he thought it was all about games, and there are sort of people discussing, I think, games or playing games, and they're, they're live online, What you know, people are watching them. And the, there are various uh, people, basically, filming themselves live, and, and, and people are making comments. It's, it's pretty pathetic. It is. Of course it is. Um, 
just another way, another distraction, another way of moving to the to the side when that focus. That's where. where you, yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm I'm fairly certain people could say that this podcast is uh, is is just another one as well, <laughs> <laughs> especially with most of the nonsense we talk about no, most no. of the time. Listen, yeah. you want to you want to listen to these luscious women with big boobs? <laughs> Honestly, they they don't say anything. They don't say anything. They just look good. Well, I don't even know if they look good. Yeah. <laughs> Well, um, I mean, changing changing topics, uh, yeah, a lot. I think not um, my, not my cup of <laughs> cup of tea. <laughs> Just keep going back on though. Um, <laughs> but um, you know, I, I listened to a, a podcast the other day, and um, it was with uh, again Scott Forbel, the athlete I follow, and things. And he was talking about um, the biggest mistake that he sees that amateur and the sub elite athletes make. And what he, what he said, and I wonder, I wonder what your thoughts are on this, because you're you're quite anti-tech and, and all the rest of it in the running. You just want to get out there, run, and, and, and be free sort of thing with it. Yeah. Was, um, he was on about, obviously, like, you know, runners will spend, um, at, at the amateur and sub-elite level, will spend lots of money on, you know, getting the right running shoes, getting, you know, uh, the right nutrition uh, stuff, entering races that are expensive races, you know, 40, 50 pound races, you know, London marathons, I think 70 odd pound or something like that. You yeah. know, people will try and get in them and things. Um, but but then when they get injured, um, I, it, it was very relevant to me, this this topic was, when they get injured, they, they then won't spend the money to go and see a, relevant, a physio. Yeah. Re- relevant to myself. They won't go and spend the money uh, and see a physio. And instead what they'll do is they'll, they'll keep trying to run on the injury and keep, you know, trying to shrug it off and stuff like that. Um, until it gets worse, until the point where they, they have to, you know, cave and, and go see a physio. And I thought yeah. that was the reason I decided to book a physio this week because I, I listened to that and I thought he's completely right. You know, I've got you- I've got a pair of compression compression um, like uh, the, 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 they're called um, relax. So they're like they're like a compressive um, like leg thing. They go in your legs and they, they compress the they use air to pressure it up and help massage the, the legs and stuff like that as a recovery aid. Yeah. They've got a, the altitude tent. Um, that we, me and Jade use, um, you know, obviously shoes and stuff like that are a little bit cheaper for me nowadays with the shop. But you know, previously I'd always buy, uh, you know, whatever the best sort of shoes seem to be and things like yeah. that. And, um, but you know, when I got injured and stuff like that, I, I would, I'd, I'd go, you know what, I just, um, I won't go and see a physio yet. I just can't, you know, forty quid or whatever it is to go and see one. I'll, I'll just wait a bit. I'll see if I can stretch it out and get rid of it that way and stuff. And I'd always let a couple of weeks pass and then. He'd still be there, and I'd go. You know what? I've not been able to do the mileage I want to do. I'm gonna to have to go. You know, I'll go. I'll pay now. I'll go see a physio. But if I'd have just gone straight away, maybe I could have, you know, got past that, got re- shaking it off real quick, and just get back to running. Well, I thought you were always in the the physio. You're always injured, are you? Oh, I mean, no, I don't think I'm always injured. I think uh, I think if I was always injured, uh, I, I wouldn't run uh, as well as I do. <laughs> <laughs> I. Uh... I have a occasionally a Thai massage, you know. And, uh, With the, Twitch, this uh, the story going on, isn't very on, good, is it? I'm on, <laughs> I'm on Twitch. Uh, nothing down for me, really. Is there? <laughs> nothing down for me at all. Um, I think, well, seriously, I mean, the, the Thai massage, which which I've had, it it those women they don't speak much English, which I think is always a bonus. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they they it's tight so they stand on you they stand on you um grab the arms and balance backwards and they sort of pull you forward you see and they stretch everything out and if you tell them to be quite rigorous 
then <laughs> what are you laughing at, Matthew? I mean, anyway, all I'm saying is, uh, you know, I think that's that's not not to be scoffed at just because they don't know the the all the different muscles and the Latin names. You know, that doesn't mean it's not a good massage, does it? Yeah, <laughs> I suppose not. I suppose not. Um, I remember a, a boxing coach, really good coach, and um, he had a British champion at the time, actually. Um, and um, he, he, you know, these coaching sort of courses and that, which yeah, you see him running, they're also in all other sports. Yeah, so they're, yeah. they're, they're there to make money. And um, he said, oh, we had a coach that came along. You know, I went to, I had to go to this thing and he knew all the the, the names of all the, the, the muscles, you know. In, yeah. I don't know, lats or whatever. And he, he knew all these. But in, in practice, he hadn't a clue, you know. So, so I'm saying you, you can... Talk a good talk, but can you walk the walk? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but, but I mean, what is you know on that on that sort of point of obviously you, you know you go and get this this Thai massage and stuff like that relatively regularly. So I suppose in a way you're. I said, I said once uh, in a blue moon, but if, <laughs> if you can pay for it regularly, well, why not? Yeah, well, well, that's yeah, but I mean, you know, would you if you're starting to feel aches and pains and stuff like that? Is that you know, are mm. you going there and saying, you know what, I, I could do the the time massage, help get rid of those aches no, and I pains? No, I just enjoy it. I just you, enjoy uh, it really. You know, it feels good. Would you th- do you think that's a, a, a relatively true point though that we we don't spend? They reckon you know, we don't, don't go and do we won't go and spend on stuff like that, but we're happy to spend. You know, as a, as a sub elite and, and amateurs, we're, we're happy to spend on on Listen, other things. I, I'm happy to spend all my money. I'll, I'll give it to charity if you want, Matthew. <laughs> yeah, no, a good point. Um, spend money on physios. Well, I think first and foremost, don't get injured, you know. And um, you can avoid injury. And, uh, and we've discussed this with, with stretching. And I sometimes neglect it. And that's where it is for me. Stretching, certainly after the session, I think. Spending time sat in lotus position. Have a look. Check it out. Um, I can't do it, but I can, I can try. Yeah. Um, sat on the floor, legs crossed, you know, and just work, and then the, 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 the keeping good posture, shaking out the sh- shoulders. But it, it's a bit boring, you know. It can be boring. It depends what's going through your mind, really. What are your thoughts? Um, we're always thinking about the next thing. We're always looking ahead. And But if you spend time stretching, you shouldn't get injured. If you run on, on soft terrain... Which I know, I think that's one of your issues. You you avoid it because you're worried you might go over on your ankle. You you know you yeah, yeah. You, you're worried about your, your glass ankle. <laughs> <laughs> the then but running on the grass. Well, today I went I went up to the highest point in Merseyside, as I've said. Came back down. I went round Carmel Dam. Yeah. It's quite soft and muddy round yeah, there. Yeah. Lots of people walking and they, they weren't happy. You know, I'm charging <laughs> to water and there's mud everywhere. I'm thinking, well. Well, why would you put on your best clothes to walk around Carmel Dam? You know, I mean, that's that doesn't make sense either, <laughs> does it? So if you do get a splash, then so be it. You'll know next time, won't you? You'll, you'll have your wellies on. But anyway, um, I was on soft, softer terrain. I imagine it mimics sort of the Kenyan sort of, you know, the, the, that softer sort of, you know. And Dirt that, roads and stuff. I think that's oh, important. Yeah. Then when I came off across the East Lanks, I jumped up on the, um, you know, the grass sort of, Bits in front of yeah, people's houses, stuff, yeah, people's yeah. houses, you know, um, gardens, I think they call them. <laughs> no, they weren't garden. So every opportunity to, to run on the grass, you know, but some of it is, is, it is awkward. And if you go over on your ankle, you've got to be careful. Maybe um, 
I don't know. I've never had that problem really. I seem to be able to propel backwards as soon as I'm as soon as my right. On one occasion today, my ankle went right down into sort of a gullet, but immediately yeah. all the weight was transferred to the left foot, which salvaged. Yeah. Know, yeah. Um, we've talked about that. Some people, for some reason, they they don't have that reaction. I don't understand mm. that. It's, 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 it's all it, well. It's the proprioception, isn't it? From the um, proprio. From the, from the. What does that mean? Uh, it's like. Um, it's the feeling. It's the it's the nerve the nervous system sending the messages from the from the ankle, or you know, in that case, from the ankle up the up to the body, mm. um, you know, into the mind, and obviously it's then sending it back then the signals, um, and the body then you know compensating and getting you to put that weight on that left foot because it's realised you've gone over, and it's it's how quickly that that proprioception that signal sent and. And so works. you reckon reckon some people are slower at sending signals? Yeah, yeah, because it's again yeah. it's a trained it's a trained thing and stuff. I know I yeah. I've just spent this weekend on a, a para a virtual para camp uh, with Jade. Yeah. Um, so we've been chatting with the various people from British Athletics. Um, we, we were speaking. Uh, on, there was a lot of one to one sessions, and we were chatting to the um, to the physio team actually this morning. Yeah. And because yeah. Jade Jade with with her visual impairment, she she turns her her right foot in. Quite a lot to try and feel the ground, you know, to try and protect her foot from any from hitting anything, and to try and sort of give her that stability across it. And what they were sort of saying was, because a lot of the times when she's been to a physio or even uh, even with a personal trainer, is we've always they've looked at sort of trying to correct the foot placement and get it into more in line so that it's it's more stable across the the leg. But what the the, the physios were saying at, at the British Para Camp were. Um, they were like, well, actually, to do that it would probably take more. It would probably be more work and harder to try and get you to to realign that foot placement because you're doing it all the time, no matter what. You're doing it when you're running. You're doing it when you're walking around. You're doing it when you just sort of sat there and stuff because you, you you're doing it as a, a feeling, a proprioception feeling um, of where your foot placement is in the world because you can't see because you can't see the the ground. You can't see where a foot is, and so. Um, they were saying what might be better and what might be better for her to look at instead of trying to correct that foot placement and where it is the, the alignment of the ankle and the foot is to work on improving her proprioception so that she can feel where that foot placement is and have more control over it itself. So a lot of sort of like balance work and things like that where she's, you know, we would sort of, um, they were saying that, you know, they get the, the, the fully um visually able athletes and stuff like that to stand you know on a balance board or something and close their eyes to sort of help trigger that proprioception because you're doing it through sense then um, obviously with her she wouldn't need to close her eyes it'd be just a matter of, of trying to balance and, and trigger that proprioception feeling across the foot and things and you know certain running shoes and brands and stuff like that try and trigger that proprioception with certain things to do with the insoles and stuff on on running are very good at doing that with their insoles and I know you running a couple pair of on shoes and if you ever notice the insoles have like little dots in them mm. or uh, little ribs across the arch of the foot and things like that to help create some proprioceptiveness of the, of the stability and the foot placement in the shoe itself yeah this is all very interesting very interesting but I was, I, glazed over. I was asked this week <laughs> a survey this week asking me um, what are your two top brands, you know? And it gave me a list of all these brands, you know. I was I was only filling out this survey for, yeah, yeah. for a friend, um, a lady runner. She sent me this survey. I said, yeah, I'll fill it out. So I filled it out, and that was one of the questions. What? It, but it didn't give me, like, I don't have a favourite brand, you know. It yeah, should yeah. Have, in the question, surely, it gave me, I had to pick two brands. Yeah. And I don't have a favourite of any. I don't really want to... I don't want to think in brands, but you're right. Yeah, if they if they are quality, if there's a better quality to a particular brand, 
and surely we must think in brands. Um, for me, it doesn't matter about the name; it's, it's the quality and the comfort of yeah, course, the shoes, yeah, yeah. and all that. So um, well, I'm running, I'm running shoes from from pretty much every brand now. Um, yeah. Well, you know, because I have access to them easily with the shop and stuff like that. But you know, there's no, I have no real preference on them. I have a preference of what sort of shoe I'd like for a certain session, maybe, and stuff like that. Well, we've seen with the Hoka, but, Hoka, which is interesting that. They started off strong, maybe. I, I don't. I got this impression from yourself. Perhaps I may be wrong. Started off strong, then they started to cut back on some material and whatnot. And now that they're realizing, people have noticed, and they're, they're coming back strong again. Is that? No? Yeah, I'd say that's probably sort of pretty right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, interesting. I, I, I think, interesting I think case. So we can never rely on a brand because, like with Hoka, they started off and then they tried to swizz us. So you you can never rely on. Or, or can you? Maybe there is a brand out there that's always going to be quality, 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 and also going to be thinking about the ethical side of the sourcing of materials. Perhaps that's where things are going to go. I think that's the where things are going. There are a lot. Of, a lot of the brands um, are working definitely on on improving the sustainability and the and the um, sort of the the ethicalness of where stuff comes from and, and things like that as well. Um, I know um, we've got. Um, We've got an ASIC shoe in at the moment. That the, the whole upper of it is um, made from recycled uh, bottles and things like that. The upper material. Uh, the big one for the, for the shoes that they struggle with is is the foam. Um, is making that from anything that's sort of sustainable and things like that because of the way it's produced and and stuff. Uh, the upper they can do and obviously the packaging they can do and things like that. Um, with that ASIC shoe, all the cardboard and paper that comes with it is all, again, recycled uh, products yeah. and stuff like that. But, yeah. yeah, it's the foams that they sort of struggle with. But the, the stuff the stuff definitely being worked on by a lot of the brands. I think, I can't I, remember which brand I, I had just, it, but they had a, they had a completely yeah. biodegradable shoe. Um, they, sh- mm. they showed it was made with from, like... Um, it's like foam was made from like funguses and things like that. I don't know whether it was just a, a concept sort of car style shoe, you know what I mean, rather than yeah. a, an actual light, the shoe that was going to go onto the production line and stuff. But yeah. um, it is, it's going to be interesting to see where they go with stuff like that, definitely. You've just jogged my memory. I, I, I invested in a, in a DVD which was hard to, to come by and it was all about the fashion industry and uh, the subjugation of workers in it as the second largest industry in our money. Other than what's the first? It'd be oil and, and gas and, and that. Anyway, the fashion industry, money, you know, churned over. Yeah, and, and yeah. That, this, as again, got this DVD about what goes on. You know, when you go right back to the to the start, you know, you see some of the horrific um, things. I hope are improving. I actually borrowed that DVD to um, Rachel, the none other than Rachel, who's, who's uh, apparently she's coming on the show. She never watched the DVD and she still got it. That's, that's, yeah, was, <laughs> you yeah. have to get her to bring so, it back yeah, when, she, yeah, yeah, when yeah. she comes on the show. Yeah, well, well hopefully. <laughs> and the reason I gave it to her, by the way, is because she was in charge of, of the kit and oh, um, yeah. the sourcing. I thought, well, if you watch this, then perhaps you'll think about you know the the she's she's very keen on her uh, on on the sustainability and, and things like that. I've just seen she's been doing a lot of posts on on social media regarding uh, ways we can uh, improve our sustainability on products. You're, and you're not like. defending it, are you, Matthew? I'm saying, yeah, I'm saying, yeah. She has, that's what she's been doing. I've, I've seen plenty oh, of yeah. stuff through January and things like. That. I think she she was doing something through January. I think um, each day uh, a new a new post about you know how yeah. to be sustainable, different tips and advice and stuff. Yeah, these posts they don't work, do they? 
Posts don't work. Posts. Well, yeah. No, they don't work. I, I don't know. There's enough people, a, enough people engaged. You know, you can do something with not, it. Not really. I don't think so. Because, <laughs> because really, you know, it's good that she's doing that. It's good that she's doing that. Good that she's thinking about these things. Um, I don't know. I, I, yeah, I'm very cynical. I've become more cynical with time. Um, but uh, anyway, anyway. So Every re- lit- rebrand the podcast to Grumpy Old Men on the Run. To Grumpy Old Men on the Run, yeah. Yeah, maybe. I've still got a couple of years. Before he becomes as grumpy as me. Listen, it's been wonderful. Um, wonderful just being here, you know, in the, the beacon of light which is made to run, looking out there upon the sunny streets of St. Helens and wondering one day... When, when it all comes back again, you know, the life and soul of this town. Yeah, can't wait. 15th of February, I believe. Yeah. Uh, no, no, no. No. Uh, no. <laughs> no. Oh, it's all changed. Oh, now. it's changed oh, again. Oh. Um, yeah. th- that, that's going to be, that's the next time they uh, reassess and stuff like that. But it, it's sounding like it's going to be uh, much further in the, in the uh, future. Listen, people, we need to rebel against this, <laughs> this, this government, really do. Really do need to rebel. Anyway, all the best. Take care and um, good mental health. Thanks for listening.